Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and the original podcast to bring you both discussion and actual play in 4th edition. I'm one of your hosts, Lance, and tonight I'm joined not only by my usual duo of delectable deviousness, Steve and Matt, but we also have a guest host. Tonight, joining us for our first ever bonus episode, we would like to welcome Jessica. Hello, all. You'll hear Jessica's talented and tantalizing tones as a player in tonight's episode, as well as a regular player on our upcoming 4th edition actual play episodes. We're super glad you're here to join us, Jessica. Having said that, how is everyone doing tonight? Doing really good. Jessica, I'm so glad that you're here with us. It's going to be a good time. Me too. I'm excited to actually be on an official recording. I've been recording for a while, but, you know, I get to be on the air now, so that's kind of cool. They're pretty nice to me over here. (laughs) I'm doing good. And Jessica, yep, I am glad you're finally here. It's it's about time. It is about time. Well, I have to tell you, there's a lot to live up to, apparently. So I'm just going to do my best. No over pressure. Here. No, no pressure to be awesome. But the, I'll just. The, the bar's not set too high. So yeah. I know, right? Yeah, we, we keep the bar pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, true. I wasn't going to say anything. But. <laughs> All right. So again, everyone, welcome to our very first bonus episode. We all over here at the Old World Podcast have been anxiously awaiting the release for fourth edition and can't wait to dig into it as soon as we can get our virtual hands on it when the PDF releases, hopefully later this month. In the meantime, we've opened up the Crimson Tower Studio Vault in order to bring you the very first adventure we ever ran together. But there are a few things we want to cover up front about tonight's episode. First, This is a bonus episode, so it doesn't follow our normal format for either our discussion or our upcoming actual play sessions. As such, it's a bit of a mutation of both. Chaos. Second, in just a moment, we're going to be going over some news as well as a small discussion on the result of our WFRP versus WFRP polls. As such, this episode is going to be a bit longer than normal. And third, the game recording itself was run in second edition, and the adventure was an adaptation of the second edition published adventure, Pretty Things. So be sure to check that out. I pretty much murdered the actual plot on that, but, you know, that's where it started anyway. And uh, lastly, this actual play recording was done over a year ago while we were still newbies. So we did fumble through a few things, but we had a great time playing nonetheless. We hope you guys enjoy listening. And that moves us on to announcements and news. This is a part of the show where we keep you up to date on 4th edition and related news. We scour the web for juicy leaks and bits to satiate your 4th edition hunger. We have quite a bit to talk about, even though the game hasn't quite released yet. Uh, Steve, why don't... Oh, actually, it's not Steve. Jessica! See? See? They're already trying to skip me. Come on. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit? Well, guys, we were all hoping and wishing that the PDF would be released at the UK Games Expo. It was not to be. Several impromptu interviews and discussions with Cubicle 7 employees reported that the PDF is still set for a June release, but there is no official word on when in June it will hit. Cubicle 7 never actually clarified it, but that one video that came out from the official expo page or whatever with that interview like really made it seem like that release was going to happen you know, in that beginning of June there. But Right. Oh, well. Well, as of this recording, we're already a third of the way through, so we can, we can hold out for another couple weeks. We could, we'll, we'll make it together. Grin and bear it, hold hands, sing kumbaya. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be all right. I'm just shaking my head a little bit. <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as far as the core rulebook release, there were several rumors coming out of the expo about the actual release of the core rulebook as well. 
One such rumor was an apparently confirmed delay which pushed the physical core book release back to September. However, later communications with Don McDowell, the Games Expo apparently confirmed it is still a July release. The website still says July, so that's what we're all hoping. But when GW is the one who approves your material, who knows how long that process can take. Right? What can you add to that? <laughs> Except several weeks of approval process. Right. Well, and it's, you know, it's worth remembering, too, and keeping in mind that this is not an uncommon thing. There's always going to be hiccups with the production process, yeah. whether it's you know, approval needed or you know, an issue with shipping or an issue with printing. So these things happen. That doesn't necessarily make it any easier for us who are standing, sitting here <laughs> anxiously awaiting getting a copy of this book in our hands. But it'll, it'll be here before too long. With with every week that they delay it, I, they they maybe they will like to add like a free die in there too. That'd be cool. Cubicle Seven, let me know. Well, maybe <laughs> a sticker or something cool. But I'm just throwing things out there at this point. A sticker? You're going but with a sticker? We're gonna get an email from Cubicle Seven that says, "Stop promising these things. People are thinking they're real." <laughs> they mentioned a sticker for some reason. <laughs> Why didn't I get my sticker? It's easy to produce. Uh, yeah. I told my kid they were getting a sticker when I got the book. Still waiting for my sticker. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna contact us and say, "Hey, it's we're giving everybody free st- stickers, but it's gonna be on Old World Podcast dimes." So you're you're, you're going to be getting an invoice. Podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> so UKGE did just end a couple weeks ago. Now it's been a little while, mm-hmm. but uh, there was definitely a lot of fun news that came out of there. I know. We are probably all somewhat interested in Adeptus Titanicus. I think that's going to be something that looks fun yeah. as well. But with that con you know, in the rearview mirror and being passed, the next big con to look forward to is going to be the Origins Game Fair, which is happening June 13th through the 17th. That's going to be in Columbus, Ohio, in the United States, at the Greater Columbus Convention Center. Cubicle 7 is going to be there. I believe they're going to be at booth 401. So if you're going to Origins, definitely stop by and say hi. Uh, and I am very excited because this is the first year that I will be attending Origins. Nice. Right. Well, and what day are you going to – because you're only going to be for one day, right? Yes. Yep. I'm going to be there uh, just Friday. Look around for me. I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be like the the heavy guy with a beard. There'll probably only be one. So <laughs> you find me. Come say hi. It's like a tall dwarf. You, you, will, you will see me <laughs> mulling around the Cubicle 7 booth and everywhere because I love games and in all shapes and sizes. So Excellent. And I'll, I'll let them know that Steve is offering to give everybody free stickers. So yeah, <laughs> you might want to start printing those. <laughs> right. I want to get a, a plethora of them. Every business card that Matt hands out at the con is going to be like free sticker. Here's the email with Steve's, with Steve's phone number. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Feel free to text, call anytime. Speaking of me, I've recently previewed the attack article. Oh yeah, for Warhammer. And I like what I saw. I think it's going to fix the little things that kind of might stop the flow of combat. Like you know, the whiff factor? Whiff factor, you know, where you're dancing around with an orc, you're not sure what's going on, you both want to kill each other, but you've been in combat a little bit longer than is comfortable, and yeah. your friends have already defeated their enemies, and they're staring at you like, <laughs> come on, man. Looking around, is there some type of foul magic at play? Is there a witch in the woods we're not seeing? Yeah, yeah, yeah so it, it'll take care of that as fast as I can. Right. I mean, and to be fair, third edition kind of took care of the woof with factor when they did it. But second, I mean, so this is based on second edition. One of the biggest problems with second edition was the the whiff factor missing a lot in combat. 
So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about what I read. Yeah, definitely. And as, as far as everything's concerned, it looks like the combat design system is, is has its roots in the earlier editions of the game. Like, like I said, the main changes have been to speed up fights and eliminate the boring stalemates, you know, like the whiff factor. The combat still runs on initiative order if you wish, but there's going to be some different ways you can do it. You know, the GM can say uh, roll initiative, you know, for some randomness, or there's other ways that they didn't list, but... There will be options based on your gameplay or yeah. how you want to fight. So this, all, all in an attempt to kind of speed things up and, and make it flow a little bit easier. Right. That's part yeah. of it. Yep. This is a theme that we're seeing in everything Cubicle 7 is telling us about 4th edition. They're trying to make this your game, right? So instead of like, here's the rule set and then everybody doing house rules to make it, they're trying to keep in mind the primary ways that they've known it to be played and give options to that. So I'm sure there'll be lots of different ways to do it like otherwise other than just their options but it sounds like they're taking that into account which is really cool yep i I think they're focusing more on we they know that people want to play this game but different styles depending on your time and so on and so forth how you want to play and they're putting actually in the rules now so you can do it one thing i did like about the article was the advantage Mm -hmm. i think that's going to add some a lot of depth and uh, gameplay both good and bad i mean if your opponent does really well right uh, it, it could go against you. I like how they put into it a way where if you're just rolling great, it's going to make a big difference as you kind of start defeating more and more guys. And yeah. that'll be helpful toward the big final It's like building up adrenaline or, yeah, or... Yeah, exactly. Actually, I think this is... And you know, I hadn't thought about this till just a second, but this might be one of those ways. I mean, we really need to hear, see what the actual rules say, but this might be one of those ways where you can get your whole epic hero part when you succeed, but when it goes the other way, it's still the grim, dark. Okay, yeah, I'm going to die. Factor right, right. So. can go both ways. Right, so just as easily as you can build up and unleash a huge attack, well, they can do that too. So, right. and another aspect that I read that I really liked is just some players aren't combat players. Uh, you're probably not going to see a halfling with a gigantic axe. You're probably not going to see. Well, I don't um, know what game you're playing. Kind of go right into the slew of swinging swords. So there are different ways to gain advantage for those users by talents or stealing advantage, which which I think is really nice for spellcasters to kind of keep safe, but yet still do their thing. Yeah. I can't wait to see. I need the rules. I need the actual rules. Where's my PDF? <laughs> no. <laughs> cool. So the attacks are now resolved with a opposed weapon skill test uh, that's going to have comparing success levels. So that means an attacker, if an attacker wins, that's going to mean amount of damage done, whereas if the defender wins, that's going to mean having one advantage. It's definitely going to be a kind of a push and pull kind of feel, I think, when you know we're resolving attacks in the system. So one example they m- mentioned in the article is taking out several lesser foes to build up advantage and you know that'll give you a advantage when you you take on the big bad that's that's part of the group. Will it will it give you an advantage if you take an advantage? Well, you'd like to think, but yeah. if the lesser foes take you Just, out, if you know then yeah. which then there goes that advantage. Okay. To be fair, this is Warhammer. The lesser foes can take you out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking back to our adventures that we've done in second edition. And yeah, yeah, I think that this would have been bad news for us more than it would have been good news for us. Probably. Right. I remember some seriously epic fails and then some seriously epic wins that. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. So adversaries are going to use advantage and it sounds like there are going to be several special abilities that are built into the rules that use advantage as well. So this is really cool. Yeah. I, I think advantage, and uh, if you've listened to episode zero and throughout this entire process, I've talked about Star Wars. Star Wars Edge of the Empire has a 
advantage system that's built in that I really like. I, I can see some similarities here to where definitely it, it, they sound similar. I like how from the GM standpoint, having advantage that is something that you can use special abilities from. I, I don't know, obviously, until I see it, but the sense I get is that means things like the flavorful thing, right? The cool orky thing that the orc does is probably something I have to spend advantage for, sure. right? So yeah. it sounds like it'll be something that will be flavorful and keep it from just being the monotonous, like, okay, I attack, I attack, right. I attack. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Evolving into a more narrative yep. system for sure. I, I definitely think combat got more interesting. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fun based on the dice roll, of course. Right. There was another new mechanic too that was teased on Twitter by T.S. Louis-Cart? Did I say that right? I have no idea, but that sounds good to me. Okay. So TS on Twitter mentioned a new mechanic called resilience, which will be interesting. TS, you tease. I want to know more about this resilience, but we know nothing. So there you go. Yeah. Soon soon enough. Origins. Ask about resilience. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Um, So Cubicle 7 did mention future previews, of course, to come. So we'll uh, keep an eye out for that and keep you informed as we know new things. And uh, I do want to mention with the resilience, I did read just one thing on it. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. It's where if you get, like, it happens, like I mentioned, where if a big boss or, like, a guy keeps, an opponent keeps on getting advantage, 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 and it's just going to wipe you out. Some heroes or characters might have a talent or kind of like advantage, but it's resilience to was nullify that. Was that article? That. Yeah, it sure was, yeah. Wow, I must have missed wow. that somehow. One sentence. Wow, yeah, you're slipping. Like, so I don't have read write as a skill, and <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> we're we're relying on you, Steve, to pass all this information. Right. My character still can't read yet, so until <laughs> just so our is listeners know, audio book. Uh, right. Just so our listeners know, Steve is going to audibly read the entire core rule book for the the four of us. So right, that's, that's while the only passing out stickers. Right. Yes, <laughs> here's your sticker. Well, guys. Now we're at the point of the discussion you've all been waiting for, I know, bated breath. A few weeks ago, we got to discuss what turned out to be quite the pronunciation debate. Is it WFRP or Woofrup? Or something else. Or Because so, apparently that's an option in the, in <laughs> the polls others. we put out. Yeah, <laughs> so the polls, were, the polls were out there. There was a lot of discussion and participation around them. It was really, it was awesome to see everybody uh, discussing and talking about it and razzing each other a little bit. And um, we just wanted to thank everyone for, for letting us know your thoughts, and now we get to tell you the results. And I know, I know you're excited. The numbers are in. 57% WFRP, 37% Woofrup, 6% Other. Again, we don't know exactly what Other well, there's, there's, is maybe really a, long-winded what? ways of saying stuff, perhaps. Well, there are different, some people put Wh- different pronunciations, like instead of it being like Woofrup, it, like I don't know. They they had different kind of punctuations on the same thing. Some people say, "Well, I don't. We don't do do either. We just call it Warhammer." Warhammer right. right. That was, that was so, probably the most common. Yeah, the, I think so. The, yeah, the right in options for sure. Does it written down anywhere how many total votes we got across all the different platforms? Uh, it was just north of a hundred yeah. or three hundred rather. Three hundred. Yeah, three hundred against all the. I'm sure a lot of people probably voted on multiple sure. social media platforms, but yeah, we had three hundred votes all together plus. So. I voted 11 times, so that might throw it <laughs> <laughs> There you go. And that's how we WFRP won. We just like to skew our, right. our own results, you know, whatever. So, well, despite those results, someone did chip in and posted a screenshot to White Dwarf 81 And I went and I, like, double-checked this to make sure it was right. And it, and it is. 
Wow. Nice. I had to fact check. I had the, to fact check. I'm like, where did this came in a white drawer? Like, I'd heard this for years, but no one ever like pointed me to the right one. So I went and looked, and it's there. And this is what the passage actually says. And I'm quoting from from that white dwarf. It says, Warps is proceeding to plan, although the name has been changed to, and it lists WFRP, and then in parentheses it says, pronounced Woofrup, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplaying. So a lot of people say that this article was delivering the news possibly in jest, like it does seem to indicate that the the original designers did intend for the game to be pronounced Woofrup when you're looking at that those four letters there. Or at least they thought it was funny. I mean, either way, <laughs> we yeah. hope we hope that you enjoyed finding out what everyone thought about this as much as we did. Going forth, I think we're gonna just mostly say fourth edition. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Let's keep the clamoring down, shall we? Yeah. Um, I definitely thought it was interesting. Just uh, just a discussion in general about this, and you know, oh yeah, doing you know finding right. out the origin of the wolf rope and in different regions of the world have say right. it differently. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. And I, one of the things I thought was really interesting is there's a lot of people that were looking for, on both sides of the coin that are like. Really? I hadn't even considered that you would yeah. say it that other oh, way. Yeah, that, that was, we were shocked right. when we first saw, you, you know, the pronouncing it as Woofrup. Right. But, and the, but the other side the of the coin, side, too. Sure, yeah, yeah, the Woofrup people are like, you would say, you say that as WFRP. Why? Why would you do that? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's how we were raised. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way. My mama said. Yeah. My mama said that. So, the you know now that this de- i mean we, this debate isn't settled necessarily but the next old world podcast heated debate discussion is going to be elves or dwarfs oh, and God. go <laughs> <laughs> tens of thousands All of right. people voted yeah <laughs> who is better is it the war of the beard or the war of vengeance what's the right title <laughs> Well, you can hire a town crier or you can follow us at Twitter at Old World Podcast and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Old World Podcast. are waiting in a small empire roadside inn. It's on the road in between Stirland and Tablicland. There are two provinces of the empire. And you're waiting at an inn called the Strutting Cock. You were supposed to meet her several days ago, and she still has not arrived. So you've been there a couple days. And today, as you're sitting around, you know, waiting again, someone walks through the door. It is the tall elf. I say, what, six one? Six one. She looks across the room, immediately notices you, and walks over to the two of you having a pint. Ah, the fat one and the short one. That was who I was told to look for. You found us. <laughs> Luckily, we've had a couple drinks to let that one slide. As if you had any choice. My name's Talana. I've been sent by Lorandara to take you to her. She has been delayed. What happened to her? 
Yeah, that's an elven concern, none of your business. Is she okay? Yes, she's fine. So what she do you will meet us. We are to travel together, apparently, All as right. I'm told, to this place where she will meet us. So your instructions <laughs> are to meet at Hermsdorf, and it's several days down the road. I am to be your protector. How do we know you're telling the truth? It's a good question, one I am prepared to answer. She told me that if you should wonder if I am who I say I am, that if you put up a fight, I'm to cut the the fat one's beard and tie the little one up. That almost sounds like her, (laughs) but I can't be sure in my current state. I'll allow it. (laughs) Fair enough. Proceed. As you guys are having this conversation in the end, uh, some commotion starts. Several people walk in. They're townspeople. You've seen them before as you've been waiting. And they're talking loudly and boisterously. They're saying things like, We finally got him. He's out back now. If you listen, you can hear them talking about a bandit, specifically a leader of the bandits in the area, who a bounty hunter named Lars has captured. And apparently... They've, they have a, the inn has a lockup, more of a pit with a grate over it, really, uh, in the back. And they threw him in there while they're waiting for the road wardens to come and issue justice. Do we know why they're having a problem with him in this particular town? I mean, I know he's a bounty hunter, but well, any reason we've had, they've, they've decided to throw him in a pit? So are you asking them or? i'm asking yes yes conrad and conrad and ragnar do we know anything about this fella do we know why these people are all ticked off you guys have heard rumors since you've been in this area of the bandit name is his name is somewhere and i should have it but i don't so we'll uh we'll call him sven i've heard of this bandit called sven i've heard tales but not too much more than that i'm surprised they have him in the back all right, so his name is Sven Gerber. As you, as the people are talking about it here around the inn, you're hearing things like uh, the actually the innkeeper comes up and he actually kind of tells everyone he's like obviously like very proud that this this bandit is in his little prison, and he says, "That's right, we have Heinz Gerber locked up out back." A bounty hunter caught the scoundrel and brought him to the strutting cock. He'll be back with the road wardens in two days. Then they'll take care of that outlaw for good. And just kind of cheers and clapping around as uh, everyone. Obviously, you know how the justice is taken care of in the Empire. Uh, usually a couple of words and a hanging, if you're lucky. Quick and brutal. Yeah, quick and brutal. So... And everyone gets back to their drinking, and everyone's obviously kind of talking about this as an unusual thing. Uh, this bandit is supposed to be really difficult to capture, and apparently the bounty hunter caught him right outside of town. Some cool stuff going on at this inn. I don't know if it concerns you guys or not, but... We should probably check it out. Bounty hunter and a bandit in the area. Can't hurt Seems to reasonable. Look. Okay, So what do you guys want You thinking we, we try to save this guy? I say we go back there and see what's happening. See what the rabble, you know, there are a lot of townspeople out there. Just check it out. See what's happening. See how they're treating the guy. 
See if we can talk to him. You never know. Maybe he's got some information for us. Sure. What Let's kind of information, I don't know. Well, hopefully he's willing to talk, but you never know when you're stuck in a cage. I'm pretty persuasive. Insert wicked smile here. All right, so what do you guys want to do? Are you going to... Uh, we are going to go into the back to... Speak with this bandit. Yeah, speak with... Okay. Sven Gerber. Is it Sven or... Sven. Sven Gerber. Who's Heinz Gerber? Heinz yeah, because there was that a Heinz Gerber. That sounds like Gerber. from the Lethal Weapon. Heinz oh, yeah. In there somewhere, Heinz too. Was that... Heinz. Heinz. Replace Heinz with Sven. Just assume they're interchangeable. Okay. It's his middle name. It's his middle name, right. But he goes okay. by Sven. He goes by Sven. Thank you. You're welcome. Heinz Sven Gerber. Gerber. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys head out back. You just uh, going straight through the back door and everything? Yes, we're going to go out to the back door. It's the quickest way. We just want to take a look and see what's going on. I want to ask some questions. Like, as we're walking back there, I want to take a good look around the place. Okay. And see if anybody's noticing that we're going back there. Uh, the innkeeper notices. It's really obvious. He's keeping an eye and everything. He notices, but it doesn't seem to bother him that you're heading back. So, as you guys do come out the back, behind the inn, there is a crudely built like uh, think of like a fire pit with stones around it and a big metal grate on top there's a like a lock like a big you know like padlocky sort of lock on it that covers this iron grate and then it's a pit into the ground and in that pit there is a man he sees you guys as you look over and he uh, actually looks up to you and says please please help me i'm not supposed to be here they say i am this man this Gerber man, but it is not me. Please have pity on me and save me. Get me out of here. Why should we? Because I'm innocent. I am not this person. I'm the, my name is Emrick Handler, and I only came from Gerstorf in the last fortnight seeking employment. No one would hire me. So I was forging near the strutting cock to find something to eat. Today I was set upon by a vicious bounty hunter. He beat me and tied me up and said that I was this outlaw, this Sven. But I'm not. Please, you must help me. You must let me out before the road wardens come. They will kill me. Why would he take you without cause? I don't know. I don't know. He's a bounty hunter and probably wanted money. What uh, What kind of identification do you have? A passport or state-issued license would do? <laughs> I don't... I don't have anything like that. I live on the poor, on the, I don't, I don't live in the big cities. I have, you could go just, just down the road in the direction on the east, east, go east on the road. There's a town and it's called Gerstorf. And in Gerstorf, you can ask anyone there. My name, my name is Emmerich Handler. I have a wife and a child and, and it isn't far. You could send some word there. I'll go to yourself. My wife would vouch for my identity. We live next door to the Green Cafe. Tell her I'm in trouble. Tell my wife. What are your children's names? Emma and Jenny. And your wife's name? You don't even know your own wife's name? (laughs) Come on, man. How can you not know your own wife's name? (laughs) Her her name is Heidi. Likely story. And what do we care, Mr... Emmerich Handler, if you are imprisoned unjustly, why does it matter to us? Because I'm innocent. You don't want innocent blood to be spilled? More forbid it. 
You don't want that to happen. I'm innocent. I'm so innocent. I didn't do anything wrong except look for work. All right. So we're to understand that the Sven is a well-known fugitive, right? Or bandit. Mm-hmm. Would he be recognizable to the, the average person? Would there be a bounty that's stuck up somewhere that would have a description or... On the outskirts like this, not really. Probably not. There's, yeah, they don't. They don't have anyone that does of, art to, sure. enough to do that kind of thing. In the big cities, maybe, but not on these outlying villages. And you're on the border between two two provinces that have fought each other as much as they helped each other in the emperor's name. I would like to do a quick little look around, make sure that no one's watching us. Talk to this Zven. Okay. There's no one guarding him. So I'm going to want a perception test. That's going to be easy. So I think that's, what's, we'll call it plus 20. 55, and for intelligence, I would have needed below. So yeah. yes, we're good. Okay, so you look around the clearing, and you can see several things that are pretty obvious. It's, you know, tracks and different things from where, obviously, you know, he was dragged here, and he fought before he was thrown into the the gate you don't see any people or anything that's unusual specific um just you can easily tell the direction that they came from which is from you know the main road like it like to the front of the inn basically so as far as you everything you see you don't see anything specifically suspicious that you notice what race is this sven slash emmerich fella he's human would we be able to find records of any kind that would say if Sven had like a disfigurement or notable tattoos or something? Distinguishing right mark yeah. of some sort. To where we could prove that this guy's telling the truth. If there are any records like that, it would be with the road wardens and not at, the, like, this is like essentially a traveling inn, right? Okay. Not a tra- traveling, but it's a... It's not even in a town. You're not in a town. You're at an inn on the road. It's like the inn is fortified as far as, like, very lightly fortified. But it's obviously built so, like, if someone were to come and cause trouble, they could board up pretty well. But it's not like a military fortification or anything. It's just an inn on the road. Okay, gents. Here's how I see it. I'm here to help Lorandara. I'm here to help Lorandara take you guys to her. Measly human. I'm not caring so much about this. However, I think Lorandara would. So, we have a few options. We can go and check out this wife and these children that are supposedly this guy's family. We could track down this bounty hunter Lars. It doesn't sound like he's been gone very long. Or we could wait until Lars brings the, you know, the wardens back, meet them before they get here and try to figure out if we can get any information out of them on this Sven Garber to see or Gerber to see if see if we need to do anything to help this guy. I feel like if we wait for the road wardens to come, it'll be too late at that point. Likely. So it's a matter of we see if we can help this guy go talk to his family, see if somebody else can vouch for who he is. And where was Lorandar again? She had a she had a she had a matter to attend to. She she does not want that disclosed. But you were just getting ready to tell us all about the matter. You you can continue. I I wasn't. Are you sure? <laughs> I thought you were going to. 
she I'm well, sure she will fill you in when she when we, we meet up with her. Is Hermsdorf on the way to where she's at? Maybe if we can make a deal, we can help release him, tie him up. He can travel with us. If he's telling the truth, then at least we freed him. And maybe now, so Hermsdorf is to the west. So you're the where he's saying he's from, the city of it's not really a city, it's more of a town or hamlet of Yeah, that's a day's travel east where the place that you're supposed to meet your comrade is like three days travels west. Mm. Now you could take I mean, this part of this you could try to do on the river, because you are next to the river, river goes along the road. Uh, that river you could go to Gerstorf pretty quickly, probably quicker than on foot and get back using the river, but it would cost you money to rent a boat and everything. I guess I was asked, Sven, if we freed you, what would we get out of it? What could you offer that would make it worth it, risking our own lives to save you when we don't even know the truth? I don't have much. I am but a simple man, but what I have, I will give you. I I think I have several pieces of silver in my home. Uh... Silver shillings. I, I, I don't know. I, it's not much. Well, Ragnar, Talana, what do you think? Help him, but we got to leave now, <laughs> or forget about this guy and finish our drinks and leave in the morning. Are you having this conversation where he can hear you? I, I don't think it matters at this point. He's, 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 yeah, he's where he's locked at. Locked in a pit. What is he <laughs> right? So <laughs> if he care? can hear you, he's like, please, please. Please help me. I'm a devout follower of Sigmar. I wouldn't I wouldn't harm anyone. What if we try to free him from the pit and just bring him with us? I would be okay with that. I could definitely pick the locks on his cage. Solve the problem of worrying about the wardens getting back before we can get back. So if it takes us a day travel each way, we're going to have to spend a night determine if he is who he says he is when gather evidence it, 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 it might take us three days to get back in which case the wardens could beat us back <clears throat> how far down is this pit like how deep is it yeah how deep is it we'll say i mean deep enough that he couldn't jump to get out of it but not so deep that it so we'll say like what nine feet deep okay. or something nine or ten feet you know, he can't jump his way out, but it's not going to be extremely difficult for them when they need to go get him to pull him up. I've got 10 yards of rope. So do I. And a grappling hook. Just because why not? Very true. Is well, this gonna... the pit that he's in, there's a cage over the top, right? You said, mm-hmm. is it locked or is it just resting yeah, in it? it's got that padlock. padlock. Conrad, um, you said you might be able to pick that? Yep, I would like to test to pick it. This is a simple lock. It's not like an expensive or finely crafted thing. So you get a, a plus 20 to, to pick it. I want to ready both of my tools. weapons in case somebody comes out and doesn't like what we're doing. <laughs> okay. Uh, got it. Fair enough. 36. It is unlocked. Okay. So uh, the grate is heavy and very squeaky, so... You've unlocked it to move the grate. You, you know it's going to be loud. That's pretty obvious to tell from you know it's older. 
How how loud is the uh, <clears throat> the ruckus going on in the inn still? Are they still pretty excited? Pretty yeah, yep, you still can a lot still of noise them. in there. Yeah, you can still hear them. You know, they're all laughing and drinking. You know, am I able to see anyone in the doorway or in the windows that look like they might be headed out our way? Give me a perception test, and this is going to be at plus ten. Uh, it's pretty easy to see. Sixty four. So you see nothing. It looks like nobody's in any of these windows. I could go in there and buy a round, get everybody good and excited. I like that idea. You might get a nice cheer while it happens. We'll lift up the grate. I've also got uh, some lantern oil. I don't know how oily that is, but we could perhaps put some oil on the hinge so that it's not quite as... I think we need to be ready to move when we get him out. We need to ask Sven slash Emmerich if he's prepared to travel. Does he have boots? Did they strip him of any of those things? Is he prepared to start moving? Because I'm sore. They've beat me pretty badly, but I will keep up. In Sigmar's name, I will try. I will not let my life end here needlessly. <coughs> needlessly. They punched me in the throat, too. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. Once they figure out, he's gone. It sounds like it'll be faster and more difficult to catch us if we were on the river, which means we need to find a boat before we do this. How much does a boat cost? To be fair, you've already unlocked this lock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't mean he can get out. No. We haven't removed the grate. And it's not a a visible unlock. The lock is still there. We've We've just unlocked it, so... How much will a round of beers cost? So, with my insignificant knowledge about the Warhammer world, I, like, how valuable is a gold crown? This guy just said he only has, like, a handful of <laughs> silver to his name. Is it worth... Well, all right, so... Didn't... Like, if we were talking about currency right now, is it like, hey, I'm going to go buy a round, it's going to cost me $1,000, or is it going to cost me, like, 50 bucks? <laughs> an, oh, ale, right. an ale of beer... Or a beer is going to be one penny. Okay, so, so I'm to figure twenty guys, twenty pennies. Or ale, that's two. Well, two one pennies. shilling, one shilling is twelve pennies. Okay, so, so let's say two shillings. Okay, shillings. I, I, I can do that. Yeah, okay, I, that's fine. That that's fine. That's totally fine. That's, <laughs> all right. We had a discussion a with the uh, innkeeper about his prices. Yeah, walk out a very out. frank discussion. Crazy? All right. He's so, like covered in gold gems and jewelry and things. Right. Where do we leave off? <laughs> Trying to decide. To, oh, I'm oh, going to go in. I'm walking through those doors and throwing down some shillings. But we need to find a boat if we're going to take the river before you do that. Dwarf man. Seems fair. How close are we to the river? Is it on the river? Uh, we're next to the dock. Or are, is there a dock? It's, just, it's across the road and, you know... Okay. Down some steps and stuff. It's not very far. Are there I mean, people in the area around those steps? Are we? Are there houses? Are there other businesses? No. I mean, it's a pretty small little hamlet, but no, no, it's not a hamlet at all. This is literally just the inn. The inn is here because it's okay. one day's travel between the two mm. two towns that are two days apart. So you, know, it's not. Well. I guess I shouldn't say two days apart, but it's in between several Well, there are people towns. in the tavern, so I feel like there are houses somewhere. Right. The people the people are part of farmsteads. They're not right here. They're, like, in between the So we're not going to have an issue crossing the road. and so. The, but there's, so there's no place to get a boat? Can we go down and check the river and see if there are any boats handy? Absolutely, you can. That we can 
steal. Are you wanting to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Or one of us. We don't all have to go, yeah. I guess. One people, somebody stay next to this fellow and make sure he doesn't. nobody else takes him out or they don't discover that we've unlocked it. Maybe right. harass him a bit if somebody comes out so right. that they, you know, a little heckling. All right. So uh, you go down to – and now it's starting to get dark at this point, by the way. Uh, you've been out there for, what, 20, 30 minutes discussing this and everything. It was near the end of the day anyway. So as you go down, there is a couple of boats – tied up they say three so a few boats technically and there is one guy sitting there obviously the guy that was supposed to watch the boats who is sitting there drinking some ale somebody obviously brought him out some ale or whatever is he's he just in a boat or on the on the shore he's on the dock he's like on the dock sitting on a stool up against you know one of those pillar log things basically drinking and you know watching the river obviously bored out of his mind so three boats how big are these boats like canoe size they're bigger than a canoe because they're designed to like carry some people and goods as far as they're like wider they're more like barges than boats but they are not all that much bigger than you would say like a standard size can can one boat fit the four of you the four of us safely with the weight restrictions all right, everybody, I ch- don't check, need, check your encumbrance. <laughs> don't need to be stinking. Yes. Okay, just check it. Because if we need to take two boats, I can handle that. So how do we want to take care of this guy? Do you want to, like, if he's leaning back in his chair, do you want to kick the chair out from under him and... Knock him out? Throw him underwater, or... I don't know how far we want to go. I don't know. Anybody have any money? If he's really enabled inebriated we might just be able to swindle a deal to borrow the boat and he might just let us or we get out a shilling and tell him it's a crown oh yes i like See if it. he doesn't notice i like that a lot there we go but um, i think we need to get would, our guy that would first be a difficult thing to do they are different weights and sizes the guy's drunk uh they said he's drinking didn't say he's drunk maybe i bring him another ale and then i bash him in the head with a tankard and knock him out. Sounds like a dwarven way to do things. So. I think that could be a possibility. That could All work. Right. That could work. We need to go get our guy first, so, and buy our round. All right, I'm walking. Go back. I buy a round. Go out, give the guy the booze. Yeah. Knock him out. Everybody's like, hey, dwarves are awesome. Thank you so much. The innkeeper looks at you a little strange because dwarves don't normally just give away money. I'm not or just beer. your average dwarf. I want to jump up on a table, like awkwardly to where it might upset <laughs> the people who are sitting there, and I want to start doing like classic Russian dance. All right, I want to check. I don't know what it is, but oh, I boy. want to check. I've made a terrible mistake. Because <laughs> if he fails, the table breaks. Oh, I love yes. it. You know what? I just wanted to. It could spear your leg with that. I want that. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a little mean. No, I'm going to do agility check, but no bonuses. Just straight up. Just straight up agility check. Oh my goodness! You know what? I needed to roll twenty six. Ah! And I rolled twenty seven. How is that a thing? How is that a thing? You gained that extra two pounds. That's that two pounds just busted. It was just the guilt. But the good news is. You breaking the table and falling, distracted. Yeah, what, is, what does this look like? A, a lot, oh yeah, creates a bigger commotion. <laughs> People are already cheering and, and chanting my name. 
so, and I, so while yeah, while he's collecting himself, um, uh, Conrad and I are outside pulling the prisoner out of his out of his hole. Okay, <laughs> that's make, fine. You can. I, I'm not going to require a check for that because you have ropes and stuff, right? Yeah, and the two ropes. of you are working together. That's not going to be hard. So we start making our way down. Yep, we start heading toward the dock. While we're waiting for uh, Ragnar to collect himself and try to sneak out of the inn without Did being noticed. Did I take noticed. any wounds or anything in doing that? Uh, no, just your dwarven pride is hurt. That's but, fine. So you, you fail this check. But only barely. And, and Right, and you break the table. Yeah. So everyone's happy and it's the whole place has gone wild, laughter and... They're all like Pena, like yeah, good job. And the uh, you know the innkeeper pats you on the back too, and he's like, yeah, that'll be another shilling for the table. But other than that, the whole place is uproar. So you guys are walking by, and it's like, it's oh, crazy yeah. in there. Yeah, it's crazy. Great, great. <laughs> so we wait, we wait on the, uh, we nonchalantly, by we I mean Conrad and I wait nonchalantly on the shore for our compatriot Ragnar to make his way down so he can do his tankard thing. Um, Did you pay the shilling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I paid the shilling. Just wanted to make sure there wasn't going to be an issue. Another check. (laughs) Right. Well, you think you're leaving the inn? (laughs) All right. Ragnar, you made it. I, I'm hobbling around out there, clearly pulled a muscle on my back. All right, so I walk up to this guy. Beautiful night, isn't it? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, well, I, I guess. What do you want? Well, I'm having such a good day, I just bought a whole round for the bar up there. Thought you could use an extra drink out here, sir. Really? He kind of looks at you, like, sort of suspiciously, but then he looks at the tankard in your hand, and he's like, Well, much obliged, Master Dwarf. He, and he reaches for it. Okay. Oh, boy. What would Ragnar do? What was he drinking out of before? Oh, just like a, a, a wood. Similar. Yeah, similar, probably from the bar. They all come got from it, the bar. Got it, got so. it. So I, I offered a trade, the empty for the full. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, he goes for that. Cool. So I hand it to him. There you are, sir. Have a lovely night. Well, much, much obliged, much obliged. He sits back down on his... Like stool thing leans back up and starts to drink. All right. So as soon as he gets that up to his lips and is distracted by the glorious flavor of this beautiful rum or ale, I just bash him on the head with the tankard he handed me. All right. I'm gonna want a strength check. Okay. All right. <laughs> and if you succeed at this strength check, you're gonna knock him out cold. Cool. If you fail. Well, other stuff is going to happen. So the strength check is going to be at a plus 10%. This, well, I mean, he's pretty. You're right there. This should be pretty easy. I'm going to give you a plus 20. Okay. <laughs> Negative. In a bad way. That's like a 94 if it's, I'm looking at the right. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is 94. So that's like several degrees What's, of failure. What? <laughs> okay. So I'm standing. I'm standing on the uh, the shore here with our good buddy Sven slash Emmerich and Conrad, and I see what's playing out between <laughs> our dwarven friend and our drunk boat guard, and I begin to rush down there because I see that he's stunned, but definitely conscious. 
Now, and I have concerns. Well, well, hold on. I don't a, think that's a, the way this is going to play I, out. I can't. Because, I can't rush down there, and I'm not allowed well, to. No, well, you this, are. But but here's a, he failed to check so poorly. Like there's levels of failure. Okay, that was a, I mean he is big. Yeah, he is a, a dwarf <laughs> with a, with now, a tankard of ale. Does does a fortune point like let it re-roll without any of the previous happening, or could I say like clearly missed the guy? I'm like ah, got the bug. You don't have to worry about it now. And then I could just like... I mean, from a narrative standpoint, you could do it either way. I mean, you could just simply pay, spend the fortune to have it re-roll and okay. go with whatever the new result is. You can't get much worse than 94. Yeah, yeah, so. right, right. I feel like I'm yep. totally going to use a fortune point then. Okay. Take another swing. Uh, let's hope. Well, <laughs> I can I can do bad and still I'm fail. I'm assuming that's still a fail, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fail. <laughs> Uh, how bad? How many? How many uh, characteristic with the um, Yeah, was at fifty-four. Okay. So I needed a fifty-four. I got a seventy. Okay. So, so how about this? Let's say that you do hit him. It knocks him off the chair, but he's still conscious, and now he's extremely confused and angry. <laughs> Confused, I think, is the perfect way to describe <laughs> right. that situation. And he spilled, and what's more, he spilt the the beer all over himself. And so, like, he's like, "What was that for?" <laughs> and he's like starting to get up, kind of angry and fighty. So, depending on what happens next, could actually roll you guys into initiative. <laughs> um, between that time when Ragnar was swinging. <laughs> I would like to have snuck up behind him and take another swing while he's surprised that the beer is drenched all over him. All right, like so the, you're, you're trying to sneak around him? All right. Yes, yep. So oh. I'll let you get a cheap shot on him. But, thief. But you are going to have to roll. For so he was obviously distracted with the dwarf, and he'd been drinking already. So I'll give you plus 20 to this roll. Nine. Nine. Ooh, goodness. Nice. nice, yeah. You totally can do a cheap shot on him. So what we're going to do is I'm going to allow you to do a strength test as well. Well, actually, because of his situation, I'll let you choose between an agility or a strength test. And this is just simply, if you succeed, you'll knock him out cold. All right. So the agility is going to be the easier of the test. That's going to give you a plus 20. Uh, the strength test, because he's in a weird situation, if you're trying to hit him hard, it's going to be... Uh, plus 10 instead of plus 20. So whichever. Agility. Okay. 37. He is down. Is it, okay, cool. You you sneak in behind him, <laughs> smack him on the head. How does that look? What do you... Uh, I'm going to pull out my dagger and just hit him on the back of the head with the hilt. All right. He's down. And I stand there imperiously, of course, sneering at the dwarf who failed miserably in his task and slightly impressed by the small human who managed to, to do such an excellent job. I'm, I'm feeling mixed feelings about my new party that I have to travel down the river with on this unexpected journey. <laughs> <laughs> A little unsure. What, this is. Which way are you guys going on the river? Uh, so, We're going east. All right. So you're Hopefully going, downstream. You're, you're going yes. towards, towards the, where he says his home is, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Excellent. And you're going to travel... At night, I'm assuming, because you're trying to escape. Yes. Right. In the boat. In the boat. Okay. So, 
One boat. We were told it would hold us. Did this yeah. boat have Not oars big. in it? By chance? Yes. Okay. I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually a small mast too. So. Mm. Hey. Okay. So like you, you have on a river. You have successfully stolen the boat. Uh, however, to get upstream at night, it's a pretty big stream slash river, so I'm not worried about you're traveling you. upstream. No, you're traveling downstream. Oh, okay, yeah. but you said upstream. Okay, that means sorry, I'm traveling back is going to be right, right. No, we probably right. we might not take the river though. It's true. They won't be that. They don't know who they're looking for, so no. if we don't have them with us, yeah. that's true. Fair enough. Okay, so. For this, what I'll need, we're going to need a skill check, which is going to be navigation. Somebody needs to navigate this boat in the dark. I've got it. Okay. So Unless somebody's got a better... I have a 27. The, 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 the dwarf says he can handle it. I, Despite his that's, recent, that's questionable. That's questionable. recent <laughs> failure, because I'm not very skilled and necessarily in the boat... Although I can do it, I'm. I have nav charts. I just can't read them. So, <laughs> if anyone can read. So it's going to be at a plus ten. It would be more. It's a big river, but it's in the dark. Odds aren't good here. Ooh, I succeed. Wow. Finally, the dwarf, without the bonus. What did you need? The dwarf I needed a 27. I, got a, I, needed, navigation. I, needed, I needed a 37. Nice. And I got a 26. All right. Well, so you guys successfully moved this uh, boat down the river through the night. It's going to take you the whole night. And you will get to the town in the morning. What's what's our little friend Sven slash Emmerich doing at this point? Oh, as soon as the boat's going or whatever, he's exhausted. He's going to go to sleep. And actually, I'd like to know how you guys are handling the trip at night as well. Well, first off, we need to make sure that he is, like, bound tightly. There's... Oh, so you're going to tie up the guy you rescued? Well, yeah, we still don't necessarily know. He might be... I'd prefer him tied if I'm going to fall asleep for a couple hours. Yeah. Seems only reasonable. Getting him to accept that, well, he won't have a it choice. We've got a dwarf. already tied up if he was down in the pit, right? We never he untied to... his arms. How did he climb up the rope then? He didn't. We pulled him up. <laughs> we untied his feet. Threw a noose and <laughs> drag him up. Hope you got a strong neck. It's not that deep of a tunnel. He reached his arms up. We cut his ropes I, and then we pulled him up. And we. I feel we like tied he him. would understand that we're saving his life. When he falls asleep, I would like to tie him up. Maybe take. Why you always gotta be sneaky there? I got good that's, agility. It's in his blood. Right? Oh, you could do okay. that, or you could try a charm check some, to convince him that this Somebody is okay. Anybody want to check his I pocket? my schemer skill. Yeah, so char- charm would be, you could do a charm on this guy, and I would give plus 20 to that, because you're right, you're in a position where he might understand. But also, We saved his life for right now. Right. Figure... Could give us a little bit of faith since we don't trust him yet. Fifty. Past I needed fifty-three. Wow. All right. Makes me more so inclined he, to believe he is who he says he is. He agrees and lets you guys rebind him without arguing, and then quickly falls asleep. Are you? Are you guys all going to go to sleep as well? 
No, we need someone to man the boat. Yeah, we need. I mean, we need we to need sleep to in ships watches. for sure. Well, Ragnar, well, while you sail the boat, I was going to say I I have uh, night vision, so I can see extremely well in darkness up to thirty yards. I also didn't notice, go. but I also am very well oriented. Plus ten percent of navigation, and I know where north is. Jealous. Doesn't matter. We're if on I was an lost, east flowing river. <laughs> really not doing much steering. Yeah, but <laughs> I know it's east. Stuff. I can prove it's east. Can you? <laughs> Don't need to. When they fall asleep, I want to turn the boat around just to prove a point. <laughs> or I stay Are away really to watch that? him. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to check for that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you, you, I'll I'll do the first first watch. Give me a perception test just straight. Whew. Talk about rough. Apparently I'm half blind. 81. All right. So you picked up a couple tankards while you were in there, didn't you? I did. <laughs> you, uh, it's been the table fall. So you hear the normal sounds of night or whatever, but there's definitely rustling and different things along the banks. You don't notice anything extremely out of the ordinary, but lots of sounds. Is everybody taking a shift? Would my my night vision wouldn't have like aided that. Obviously, it wouldn't have aided it all the way up to a eighty-one. Right. No, you could have made that argument. I could have given a bonus for that. But Doesn't matter. Yeah, so, it's true. <laughs> all right, is everyone else taking a shift? Is that how you guys are doing? Are you splitting the night? I feel that we have to. That way, we all stay aware. All right. So I want a perception test from 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 uh, Conrad and Talana as well. Fifty-nine. I'm assuming I failed. Uh, I failed. Okay. Excellent. You guys all hear noises and, you know, rust bushes and stuff. But, you know, it's a river. There's stuff. <laughs> yeah. In the Empire. I promise. It's not goblins. Still looking for their headdress. Right. Right. So you guys, it takes you most of the day. Well, actually, because you're going downriver, let's say it goes pretty quickly. You're going to get there. In the morning-ish, late morning, you get to the town. It's pretty obvious. There's kind of ramshackle shacks. It's not something with, like, any sort of major defenses or anything like that. But, I mean, it is in the Empire, so there are some, like, guard shacks and things that you would expect to try to protect a small village. I mean, you guys can bring up the boat. or How, how are you going to do that? Are you just... There's some bushes along the... Along the river. So you're going to try to like stash the boat? I think we should stash it. I mean, our plan right now is right. to walk back up, but something goes horribly wrong here. We need a quick getaway. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not afraid to go down river a little further. To, I, I mean, agree with Talana. It'd be nice to uh, stash it in case we need a, a right. quick escape. I agree. Okay. So you guys can either... I would allow you to make an outdoor survival for that. So we'll just call it outdoor survival. That's the one you, you can use. Does anybody have that skill? I have 35. I have outdoor survival. So am I rolling for that then? This is going to be at a plus 30. It's going to be pretty easy to try to... Yep, um, 48. I'm good. Okay, cool. So you you successfully hide the boat. Oops. What's our plan with this uh, fellow we got here? Do we want to like let him lead us where back into town, or do we want to go scope it out first? We could stay back here, send one of us up to say, hey, 
Just take me. Anybody take ever heard me of into uh, town? Take me into town. I I will show you. I will show you. I will introduce you to my wife. I will. The people of the town know me. Ow! What was that for? Don't tell us what to do. What are we thinking? I'm thinking one of us should go into town and check it out real quick. See if his story checks out. Maybe get his exact location of his house and I could maybe sneak up there and check it out. I definitely think it should be Conrad. Me going in, it's going to be a little too standoutish. Yeah. I think he can get in and out. You guys can go together. I could stay back with him. Make sure you. Don't leave me with the dwarf alone. He's. Might be better if I went up there by myself, yeah. Ragnar. <laughs> I think it'd be more yeah. to kill this guy on accident. Mostly, don't I don't well, trust that if he's not who he says he is. I don't, right. I don't, I don't like having one against. Yeah, I could get, I could get shysted by it. I'd rather stay and keep an eye on him myself. All right, so I'm gonna head to town. Well, actually, um, I need to talk with Sven and get his home's exact location. Maybe any information. That would be pinpoint where his house is, because it shouldn't be long for me to hop in town and verify it and come back. And we need it's, to know how long you it, plan on being gone, so we know if we need to come get you. Yeah. So let me get this information from Sven, if possible. Well, I, my my home is next to the Green Cafe. It's right next to it. You can't miss it. My wife is Heidi. She should be there. Does anybody else find it suspicious that he just answered to Sven and not Heinrich? I'm not Sven. You guys are obviously talking about me. I'm not stupid. Well, I am but a simple man, but right. I am not so simple that I don't understand your conversation. All right, all right, Sven. Well, I'll be right back. Guys, Ragnar, Talana, give me 20 minutes. Do they have minutes in the world? Yeah. Did it go by? Okay. <laughs> Just make sure. <laughs> to the crack of the this was, it was written. This was written Three in the Three quarters of so a turn of a... Time me. <laughs> look at that tree when you so see the branches. I, I want to be reach. clear on this. You, you, guys, you guys are within, like, you hid this boat within five minutes of the a walking distance of the town? Yes. Pretty close, yes. Okay. Because yeah. you're going to get there, scope this out, and be back... In 20 minutes. Fairly quickly, yes. Okay. We came up pretty close to the town. I mean, they can't see us, obviously, unless they're looking, like unless they're coming down the road out of mm-hmm. town. But we are we can see the town as we come off the river. I mean, right. it's there, you know. We also know Conrad well enough to know that when he says 20 minutes, he means like 45. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? I, I don't know him personally. But if he doesn't come back, I'll go and drag his butt back yeah. out myself. <laughs> I've been at this bar this whole time, guys. I just, I forgot. <laughs> so Conrad heads into town. So I head into town. assuming he doesn't have to roll for walking into town? Um, yeah, no. Yes, you go into town. It's easy to find the, the inn. It's obvious to find the house that he described right next to it. Are you going to go knock on the door or you're just finding the house and as he described and... I'm actually not going to make too much commotion. Are there windows around the house? Yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple windows. Can I hear people inside the house? Uh, yeah, you can. If you, if you go up and listen, you're going to be able to hear, like, a, a, a woman talking to a child, you know, you know saying child mm-hmm. things, like, don't pick that up. All right. 
I'm gonna oh, try God. something weird. I'm gonna uh, yell okay, Heidi's fine. name outside the window <laughs> and see if she looks back. Okay, that's confirmation of. So, so what I want to make sure I understand about, this clearly. Like, you're you're, 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 you're next to a window. There's a woman inside with her child, and you're going to say pretty much anything, and she's going to turn and look at you. Scratch that idea. I didn't think that one out. Actually, I'm going to knock on the door and try and use some. So the woman comes uh, to the door. I mean, it's a very small home, so it's obviously not very poor people. So she answers, and how can I help you, kind sir? Hi, my name is Steve. Um, is your husband Sven? Who? No. No, my husband, he is... He is... Uh, he's not here. Heinrich. <laughs> is this Heidi? Is that your name? Yes. Yes, I am. How do you know that? Well, we met someone along the road that needed help, and he said that your name was Heidi and wanted to get our help in bringing him back here. Have you found my sweet Henrik? He has been missing for several days. Does Heinrich go by Sven ever? No, no. Who is Sven? The, are you talking about Sven? Sven the butcher? The, the bandit in our area? All right, ma'am. That's all I need to know. Do you know okay. something? <laughs> Do you, what about my husband? He's been missing for several days. Did you meet him? Would Heinrich possibly know Sven in any way? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're just going to this, this little girl clearly runs terrorizing up. Mommy, them. mommy, is daddy home? And she sees you and then she hides behind her mom's dress, looking through a hole in the dress because they're poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> her, her little shining eye in the hole in the dress looking up at me. Um... At this point, I'm thinking, well, her husband's Heinrich, but we have, we did rescue a Sven, didn't we? No. Where did they, Sven go? They're claiming that, like, the, the bounty hunter it's caught this guy saying that this is Sven. When he's like, I'm not this guy. My name's Heinrich. Okay. So, whoo. Either. Huge misunderstanding, Miss Heidi. <laughs> like, oh, a, a thousand apologies. A thousand apologies. I thought your husband was the butcher. Give her some money. <laughs> what? So either they've got their story down to a science yeah. or this guy's telling the truth. I believe her. Um, I'm going to head back to uh, the river and form what, Ragnar. What do you tell her as she's saying, <laughs> please, do you know something about my husband? I know nothing right now. I'm going to head back to the river. <laughs> well, uh, our whole goal is just to go places and confuse people. So Yes. She doesn't need to know her, her husband's alive, so we bring him, to the, bring him to the door. <laughs> Surprise. It's more magical that way. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Okay, so you leave. You poor woman who like halfway follows you down the street a little bit, like, begging you to please tell her about her missing husband. And then she turns around and goes back into her house crying. This and is this is the old world. Well it done. is the old world. <laughs> Welcome back, so, Conrad. Right. So let's yep. So I'm how back did, and how I did give, go, Conrad. Well what'd you find out? His yeah. wife's name is Heidi. She is there. There is a daughter. So I believe this Heinrich. 
This so we can slowly. I've been you the whole time. All right, gents, we need to step away from Heinrich. Please attach him to a tree for a moment so we can speak. Why do you guys hate me? You've S- met my wife. Some... Stop being I... whiny. I- I'll take care of this. Somebody hand me a tankard. <laughs> I won't miss this time. <laughs> he runs up to the clearest, nearest tree and puts his hands up against it. <laughs> Tie him up, dwarf. What, what say you, Talana? So, if it's true, it's, it's either this guy's name is Heinrich or this guy's name is Sven. Sven is a dangerous guy. Sven knows there's a bounty on his head. He knows that the wardens have been looking for him. If it's Sven, and he's come across the actual Heinrich, who's to say he didn't make off with Heinrich, take his identity, torture him, get information out of him so he would know his wife's name, he would know his kid's name, he would know where he lived. I mean, what's a simple poor guy, you know, what's he gonna, what's he gonna do against a guy like that? So, just because he knows these details, just because he knows where, you know, Heinrich lives and that there's a missing husband, he doesn't necessarily, he's not necessarily the missing husband. Right, until... So we could be unleashing this Sven guy on this poor, now widowed woman and her children. Mm. How do we... Who's already very confused. Yes. Maybe I should have asked if Heinrich had a scar or birthmark. (laughs) Now that that I look back, guys, I'm... (laughs) Conrad, you could always walk back up there, knock on the door again. It is across the road. I, I'm, I might uh, do that. You're going to talk maybe, about your husband again. Maybe a, a description of her husband could well, have been Well, I mean, helpful. alternatively, I could load up my crossbow, have it in the guy's back as we approach the house. And when we open the door, if she comes running out and trying to hug him, then we're probably in the clear. If she opens the door and questions who this guy is, then... You know, we as long as we're in a position to make then, sure he's not able to retaliate, then then we've put Fair a crossbow enough. in the back of Sven Gerber, who the wardens have been looking for, and then we have them chasing us down. Well, if it's Sven, we just I don't know, shoot him in the leg, shoot take him, him the, to some other area and collect the bounty. Yeah, know. collect the bounty ourselves. I'm okay with this plan. Or if it's the if it is Sven, we just. Kill them and throw them in the river. Okay. What's the, I mean, is there there's protocol for this kind of thing, right? We just is, this is talking about the old world here. Why not just kill this guy and leave him in a ditch? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, if we get to that, yeah, the point, wife is already in a frenzy. Yeah, right, exactly. She's after <laughs> what, what more after could her we ordeal, What just happened there? She's Let's expecting traumatize to be the dead. children too while we're at <laughs> I it. I didn't Let's... say we do it in front of the kids. Oh, okay. Right. I'm not Conrad. So, I have some decency here. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to head actually back to Heidi's house. By yourself? By myself. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, well, Ragnar and I are yelling at him. Let me get this situation cleared out right now. So I'm going to head to the house. I'm going to knock on the door again. <laughs> she comes to the, the, the door. She's obviously been crying. And she's like, what do you want? Okay, we might possibly have saved your husband. What? But if he's not, he's a really bad guy. To clear things up, we just wanted to make sure that you were here, your name was Heidi, but do you have any identifiers that might distinguish your husband from maybe someone else? Any birthmarks, scars, anything? Uh, he, he, he has, he has a, 
birthmark on his right buttocks. It's about the size of a shilling. Of course it's there. <laughs> couldn't couldn't yeah. have been a uh, yeah. long beard or a nice, oh, oh, a nice tattoo okay, on Heidi. Arm. I'm going to be back. I have a guy yes, named yes, Ragnar who specializes in birthmark identifications. <laughs> I do have a, I have a talent for that. <laughs> so bear with it just a little bit. If we find out, then we have your husband. He's safe and sound. If not, you'll probably never see us again. Okay. Well as, or your husband. Also, also assume your husband is dead. Yeah, and uh, and just, move on. Yeah, move find on. Find a new daddy for those kids. And the small print is he, he's probably dead. Yeah. You say that to her? No. Okay. <laughs> That's so in my thoughts, she's, just she's to clarify. Like, kind of has this mix of anger and sadness and hope. As she's watching, and you know her daughter is behind her again, hiding in her dress. So, what color are her daughter's eyes? Blue. All right. So, she shuts the door on me, and I head back to Ragnar and Talana uh, to give them the information and see if we can't get these things straightened up. The Old World Podcast is recorded at AFK Games. AFK Games is located in Lansing, Michigan, and is your one-stop shop for your tabletop and board gaming needs. Find out more online at www.afk-games.com. If you're in the area, be sure to stop in and say hi. This podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by Games Workshop Limited or Cubicle 7 Entertainment. It is intended for educational and informational purposes only. GW Games Workshop Warhammer Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations, weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios, LLC.